Battleship! Battleship! Battleship, Milton Bradley's great game of strategy. It's loaded with action and suspense. Play it anytime, anywhere. B4, hit. J1, Battleship, a game of strategy from Milton Bradley. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Well, Chris and Tom are looking at some movies. The biggest bombs the world has ever seen. But do they suck or are they really groovy? Will Tom and Chris be nice or mean? But do these films deserve humiliation? Of being called the worst flicks around Millions in PR couldn't save them But do they deserve the loser's lounge? Episode 7 Battleship 2021 Are you sure this was based on a board game? I thought this was a Transformers movie Welcome once again to Not the Loser's Lounge, because it's whatever it is, you can call it. You can't call it the Loser's Lounge. It's Not the Loser's Lounge. I'm Tom DJ. And I'm Chris Tyler. And um, we're back after a little bit of a layover because of some um, life you know, life situations. But boy, do we, we, have, we have a stinky one for you today. Oh, oh. Ah, well, uh, well, you might be saying that. I might be saying the opposite. However, before we get into Hasbro, Hasbro's, this was their third attempt at launching a a franchise. Well, you know, you work with what you got. Yeah, yeah, but it's just that. They, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But before we get into um, the um, Navy men versus Scott Wheeland's hedgehogs <laughs> um, epic battleship, we have some box office bomb news. There's a lot of that going around this this year. Trigger the fa- yeah, I know. I'm surprised, in fact, that there isn't been more because th- this summer has been a big disappointment to some people, and I think part of it is just, you know, stop hitting us with the same old things. Why don't you give us something new? That oh, that's too risky. Oh yeah, of course. So, but. Um, Forcing an eighty-year, eighty-plus-year-old man to to play Indiana Jones again—not risky at all. <sighs> but um, while we don't have any new entries on the list, although I'm sure that that is coming any day now. Oh yeah. Um, one of our 
uh, entries jumped ahead a couple of spots. And in fact, it is now a bigger loser than the movie we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so we're going to have to next month go back to this movie. Oh, no. Before we visit uh, Mars Needs Moms. Yeah, I'm kind of dreading that one. Uh, welcome to the top ten strange world. Well, there you go. So there you go, which now uh, sits uh, right under Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, who we talked about last last episode, uh, having lost $197 million adjusted for inflation. I mean, you have, to, you have to try at that level to lose that much money. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, uh, well, we'll wait till next month to talk about maybe some of the whys and wherefores. All right. Um, but before, since before Strange World took its spot, the film that was in the number seven spot was, of course, 2012's Battleship, directed by Peter Berg. Yep. And starring Taylor Kitsch, Alexander Skarsgård, Rihanna, Brooklyn Decker, and a cameo of Liam Neeson. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They just called him up. They just they, they went onto the cameo website and said, "Hey, Liam, can you do these lines?" <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh... First, I ever heard of this film. I was this was back when I was listening every day to the Adam Carolla show. Okay. And Adam Carolla is friends with Peter Berg, and he was talking about how he wanted to invite Peter to, like, a barbecue or something, and Peter's going, I can't. I'm on a boat. <laughs> and Adam said, why are you on a boat? And Peter said, we're, ta we're trying to figure out how to make a movie out of Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this is, I, th I think this was the third attempt, because first we had Transformers, and Transformers made money. Yep. Then we had G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which made less money than Transformers. And I kind of like both of those first two movies I actually, quite a I bit. Say I'll say this, I liked Rise of Cobra better than I liked Retaliation. Uh, I don't know. They kind of did a panel-for-panel panel recreation of the silent issue in, in Retaliation, so it's... Yeah, but, but one great scene cannot save a, a, a movie. We actually... And, well, it also had about... Jonathan Price chewing the scenery more, so... I had you know. Jonathan Price doing two roles. You had um, Ray... The, the late, great Ray Livingston... As Ray Firefly. Stevenson. What, Ray Stevenson as Firefly. He was having fun. Yeah, uh, well, Firefly was always one of my favorite characters as a kid. So it's like, yeah, the second movie kind of hit me a little bit more. So, but, yeah, but uh, I, I, it's, it, it, well, we talk about it in, in um, a recent episode of Dread Media because we went through all the live action G.I. Joe films. All right. But 
Anyway, focusing on Battleship. Yes. Hasbro decided it wanted it wanted to be in the movie game. Mm-hmm. It still is. They actually even created their own studio now. Ah, I mean, you know, you want to keep your own money. Yeah, yeah, but um, and they're still they're still churning them out. After all, this uh, this last month saw the release of Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Yep. Did you see the trailer for that? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. It is on my uh, streaming okay. server already. I I saw it the trailer before I saw Fast and the Furious. Is it 90 now? 9, 10. I I don't know. There's a lot of them, and they still, even though I know they are rock stupid, I still love them because they are so rock stupid. (laughs) Fair enough. You know, it's just like, it's the equivalent of taking keys in front of a baby and going, look, look at how pretty it is. Only instead of keys, they're they're dangling cars crashing into each other. And you know what? I have no problem with pop. No, I don't. I do not because it is it, it, it embraces how insane. But anyway, so um, so yeah. So this was an attempt because I'm not sure this this came out and then Gem and the Holograms came out after that, right? Uh, or what? Honestly, don't remember now. Yeah, Gem and the Holograms, who, which we will not be visiting because it was a relatively low-budget film. It didn't have enough. It didn't lose as much money as this film did to, to end up on our list. And, and I'm just gonna say, had the marketing for Gem and the Holograms been better, had it looked even remotely like the original cartoon, they mm. probably would have gotten my ten fifty. So. Interesting fact, the director of Gem and the Holograms, same director is as G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yep. Um, who was an in, who started his life out as a YouTube choreographer. Oh. John M. Chu. And he, um, but, you know, once again, we'll, we'll discuss this, I yep. guess, in another time. It, it, it made sense to me that John Chu was asked to direct an action movie. But it was obvious to me that he was hamstrung because with the exception of that, um, that ninja fight in amongst the mountains, um, the kineticness I was expecting from a John Chu film is not in that movie. Okay. Uh, but um, Battleship, based on the paper game cr- supposedly created in occupied France during World War One. Yep. Um, that was then taken by Milton Bradley and became a game with two different, like, cases. Yeah, yeah. And then became an electronic game, and then Hasbro gobbled it up. And here we are. It's, there it's actually bit... was a um, a movie tie-in edition of the game. 
right, I'm cool with that. With pictures of Liam Neeson and Taylor Kitsch. Hey, you on know, the cup. At the end of the day, it's still Battleship. Yeah, well, yes, it's, it's well, one of the it's one problem. of the, like the three board games I actually own. I, I think I know what the biggest problem was with this film. Besides, of course, the fact that there are, you know, Scott Whelan hedgehogs in it. <laughs> I actually don't dislike the alien designs in this. Well, no, no, no. But I think that Battleship, everybody knows Battleship the game. Yeah. Right? It, it, yep. it, as you said, it it's one of the few games you own. It's one of those games like Monopoly. And Candyland and Clue that everybody has played at some point in their life at least once. Yep. So, why the fuck is it about aliens? Okay, because it, look, it it was it was the mid it, it was 2011. This so this is probably what. 2008 when they started talking about making this into a movie. Um, do you, do you, it was, I think, 2010. Okay. Was when they was when. Do you really want to try to ham fist a fake, neo-realistic political real nations against each other as this? I can no, understand do, why they chose to do it. Do a straightforward naval war movie. Which is, yeah, they could certainly do that, too. Don't base it on anything specific. Just, hey, here's one... And and I I think I see where the problem with this this film was. Is that they spent so much time thinking of how it could resemble the board game. It's part of the reason why I like the movie. That... They forgot to do things like, oh, I don't know, create characters. I'm not here for this for the characters. I'm here for the, okay. for the action scenes. But but surely, even even films that are action movies that you're in Indiana Jones. We mentioned Indiana Jones earlier, right? Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is just an action scene after action scene after action scene, right? Yep. But you still get a sense of these characters. Yeah, you true. You know who Indy is. You know who Marion is. You know who Belloc is. You know whose coat is. Everyone has their character in here. Because this movie opens up with uh, Taylor Kitsch and I, I'm assuming that was Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Hanging out in a honky-tonk. And a hot girl, played by Brooklyn Decker, is upset that she can't get a chicken burrito. Look, we've all been there. We've all been there. Now, now Taylor Kitsch goes across the street to the 7-Eleven stand-in. Which apparently doesn't isn't open twenty four hours, <laughs> and instead of going to the next Seven um, Eleven analog over, breaks into it and steals a chicken burrito for her. 
But that's character right there. I would steal a chicken burrito for you, baby. That, hey, I mean, come on. But here's my point. I did not know that that woman was named Sam until over an hour into the film. Yeah, the names really aren't important in this. I just, well, oh, wait a minute. Excuse me. You know what time it is, folks? Cue the the plink plunk uh, piano. It's cat time. It is. It's cat time. You know how we live on cat time. Real easy. Chilling out. Four paws on the floor. Maybe a little sip of water. Maybe do some kneading on the rug. Maybe scratch some furniture. That's cat time. Meow. And that ends up the cat break. All right. All right. So I couldn't tell. Skarsgård and Kitch apart in the first act. Yeah. And since they, I, I knew their name, their last name was um, Stone, I think, or I honestly can't remember, and I rewatched it earlier today. Look, yeah. it, it, that's, that's, I mean, if you're here for a movie called Battleship, based on the board game, it's about aliens and the... Sorry, Hopper, you, that was their name. Yeah. My point is this. I never knew who Rihanna was playing, so she was just Rihanna. Yeah. And um, my problem, my, my point is, I had no interest in these characters, so I did not care if the Scott Whelan hedgehogs killed them all. Uh, you know, honestly, I feel the same way. I had, but I had interest in watching the boats on the water shooting guns. Mm. And I, I mean, you can, you know, I'm an, I'm a simple man. I'm an easy mark for some time, some some, right. some of this stuff. Like you like the Fast and the Furious movies. Yes, yes. You know, but, it's like. But I, you I know what? I can tell all the characters apart. Yeah, I can too, and I haven't even I seen them. I can go. Okay, that's Dom, and that's Letty. And that's uh, Mia, and that's um... <laughs> um, that's Ludacris, and, <laughs> and and that's Jason Statham. Jason Statham to me is always Jason Statham in whatever film he's in. Pretty much. My, in my theory, all of Jason Statham's films happen in the same universe. They should. Yes. And, and I cannot wait for the Meg 2. Why? Because <laughs> Jason Statham rides a jet ski to jump over a bad CGI shark with a samurai sword. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I felt about this. Look, <laughs> you're, you're all right. You're kind of already up a hill. First of all, you're trying to adapt the board game. Okay. Yes. Second of all, you have to. You're trying to do something where you're not going to be hamstrung by any sort of real-world politics or nation-states or anything, which I, I understand the appeal of that. Third of all, we're in a post-Michael Bay world, right? It is. It is what it is. Um, 
and yeah. And so you can understand why they would decide to go that route because those first three Transformers movies made a shitload of money. Um, they work within the confines of what the game presents you. And I mean, I I chuckled every time I saw it. Okay, oh my God, there's an actual grid coming up on their screen with the letters and the and the and the numbers drawn out. I'm like, I, I can't be mad at that. Oh my God! The alien ship. One of their weapons looks like little pegs. Like I, I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> this oh, actually oh, it actually oh, I guess ends those up with the mines, right? The, yeah, it the, actually the, the, ends the, up the, being a five-on-five five naval battle. <laughs> I just I can't be mad at it. You know, is it is it probably about twenty minutes too long? Yeah, you know they're trying to you know because they they got to get in the stuff that's going on on Oahu. You gotta get the other stuff going on with all the destruction. But do we really need need all that? Because it's like, this is the type of film, and I think you hit on something there, in that it was, it's very Michael Bay, and you get some, you got Mike, Peter Bergen said, be, and they said, be Michael Bay. Yeah. Instead of, be Peter Berg. You and, and I have talked about how great Peter Berg is as a director. He makes some damn good movies. <laughs> yes, he does. But I think that they, they they basically sat him down and said, now you be Michael Bay. And he's not Michael Bay. No, no, so he's, he's not. not. He's not. But, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I, you know, I'm sure it was a big payday for him. Mm-hmm. I, you know who I don't. I haven't heard any crazy tales about the production of this film. Like I, I don't think people were mad at each other. They probably had a good time being out on the boats and doing whatever they were doing and whatever green screen stuff they had to do. I, I just I find it hard to dislike this movie because it's not trying to do anything other than work within this ridiculous premise that it has. Mm-hmm. Hit some of the beats of the game itself. Give you some somewhat likable characters. Put in Chekhov's decommissioned battleship at the beginning of the movie, and then use it. Like I just—it's too much fun for me to. I, I will admit that I did enjoy the scenes of the old duffers. Yeah. Basically, say this is basically as they're as they're getting the, the ship ready to to sail. Like basically saying to the the young guys. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and by that point, I was already invested in the movie. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm having a good time watching this. Yeah, it's goony as hell. But then it's like, oh, we got one boat left, but it's analog. Well, who's going to drive it? And they just do the long, long, longing looks at all the retirees there to decommission the Missouri. And it's right. just like, oh my god, I am so in, I am so fucking in, let's do this. And then they kick in with the, the ACDC, and it's just like, alright, I'm sold, man, Let, let's go. Okay. And we, only get, we got a half an hour left in this movie, like, I'm all in, let's do this. Dude, I respect your right to, to like what you like. I just didn't get any joy out of it. And, and that's fine, like, it's... I, you know, I, again, I'm a simp- I'm a simple mark for some some right. of this stuff. You know, like I can find some entertainment value in all of the Michael Bay Transformers movies, even mm-hmm. like the ones that are really bad. It's like, well, I'm still seeing giant robots. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all I need. 
I I I like. And you would, yeah, you would think that a film which which starred a giant mechanical ape would be right up my alley. Oh, it's so up my alley. I love Optimus Primal. I can't wait to watch that this weekend. Okay. (laughs) Um, And and the funny thing about this film was that it had it originally had a budget of one hundred fifty million dollars, which when you're working on water for a lot of it, yeah, it's going to happen. But even still, like, yeah, maybe they could have cut the budget a little bit on this and toned it down maybe well, a little bit. here's the funny thing. Um, at one point, they were considering canceling. Yep. Scrapping. Really? Wow. Completely. But Before production or during production? During production. Ooh. However, new chairman of Universal... Adam Fogelson decided the studio would lose less money if they just increased the budget. Okay. Okay. So they weren't even finishing this film with an with an interest to make money at that point. They knew they were going to lose money. <laughs> also, well, I do not know that Rami Malek is in this film. I uh, can't place him. He was. He had a very small role as Lieutenant Hill. Okay. And um, I also did not know that the um, the amputee character was an actual armed forces. Man. Well, th- I mean, that sounds like something Peter Berg would definitely do, and I mean, he Which has is good... true. Yes, that's yeah, definitely he... a Peter Bergy thing. Yeah, and I mean, he's, I, I like that character a lot. It's just like, you know, it, he, he's just, there's no bullshit with that, dude. It's just like, this is the situation we're, we're in, we're dealing with it, let's, let's do this. I mean, he, Whoever, he fights one of the aliens! Come on! I mean, but that, the problem is, the second you, you get that set up, when I'm not wondering, what the fuck is this woman's name? I know that this discouraged military man, the gentleman's name, by the way, is Gregory D. Gadsden. Okay. But that this discouraged military man who's depressed because he don't got no legs no more. And he, the only thing he knows is being a military man. I knew that it was going to end with him fighting and maybe even dying in, a, in a, the uh, Scott Whelan hedgehogs. <laughs> I knew that I knew this character's beats the second I saw him, just like I knew, you know, uh, Taylor Kitsch's beats, who uh, the character's name was Hopper. But the thing is, they mentioned his brother, Alexander Skarsgård's name, Stonehopper, uh, before, long before they mentioned Alex's name. So it made it even more confusing <laughs> for me trying to tell the two of them apart until, of course, one of them dies. <laughs> oh, that certainly does make it easier. That does, makes it easier, yes. Um, and, and I understand why some of these beats, even though these beats are very cliche, were put in the idea behind the idea of 
we have to have the Japanese and the Americans unite against this this alien menace. Yeah. And, but it, it's but, also a post-Independence Day world. Like, I, And again, I really like Independence Day. This has some of the same beats. Like, I, you know, and Independence Day is goofy as fuck, too, and I still love it. Okay. Um... It just, I, I felt there was just nothing new. No, there isn't. Being brought to the table, there was nothing that made this story come alive to me. And like I said, dude, it worked for you. And I respect your right to like, like it. And if there are listeners out there who love this film, I respect your right to like it. For me... I thought it was relatively stinky. It, it Look, it ain't reinventing the wheel. It's not giving you anything new. It's just trying to give you some bang, bang, pow, pow for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was more, wasn't it more than two hours? Uh, I think by the time the credits roll, it's at like... 31 minutes, yes. It was two hours and 11 minutes. Um, and it, end, it ended with a fucking mid-credit sequel tease. Oh, see, I never actually... All right, I, yeah, like, I'm not so invested in the film that I need to sit through the credits to see if there is a tease, okay. so... I, I'm a weirdo. Even before they started putting mid-credit teases in everything, I sat through... Even in a movie I hated, I would sit through the credits because my feeling was that there are all these people being credited in that in the end credits Mm. and some of these people this is the only time they're going to get acknowledged yeah so i felt they out of respect for them i i i feel like i should i should stay for the credits fair enough And, and sometimes i'll be like Wow, that 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 fight choreography was really good. I wonder who the fight choreographer was. Or, wow, that that particular special effects sequence was really good. I would like to know who was involved in doing. You know, so I will actively be looking for things. Or like even something as petty as when the first Black Panther film came out. I wanted to make sure Christopher Priest was mentioned in the special thanks to. Yeah. Because um, sometimes people do not get thanked, or they get thanked in the wrong order. Yeah. And I get pissed off. <laughs> so, um, just, it, it did not work for me. I'm just, I'm just sorry. Um, no, you don't have to be sorry. Like, uh, I don't, it didn't work for a lot of people. That's why we're talking. Yes, that's it. true. Um, I, I felt that Liam Neeson, like I said, I made a joke about him, them pulling him up on Cameo. He wasn't there for this film. <laughs> he was like, I'm only in this for three scenes, and one of them is, is joking about a chicken burrito? <laughs> well, okay. But, like, um, the, the comedy character, you know, the... Uh, uh, I think he's played by Hamish Linklater, the uh, the, the the scientist guy who's kind of yeah. like, it's like, yeah, he's there because they need a comedy character. 
and it I, I hate it when I can see the strings. For me, yeah. I mean, we, we can go back. We can go back to the Fast and the Furious films again. I don't see the strings in those films because I get caught up in like all the big sparkly stupid shit. <laughs> okay. And but like I said, I can still if you ask me, what is this character about? I can tell you a little bit about that character. You know, um, Shaw. See, I remember Jason Statham's <laughs> character's name in those films. Shaw's mom is Helen Mirren, and he's um, has a, a hot sister who is improbably aged because Vanessa Kirby is not old enough to be <laughs> born of. Uh, Helen Mirren, and he's part of a crime family, and um, he uh, thought he was responsible for the death of Han. See, I I could tell you all those things off the top of my head. <laughs> we don't get anything. Rihanna, okay, Rihanna's character. We don't even get her character's name. We don't get any sense of who she is. It's just, I'm I'm someone who people find attractive that is shooting guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just, it, it's, it's, it's not, not for me. And, and there's plenty. I get it. I, I get it. There's plenty of stuff that's not for me that people love too, and it's just like you know, it's not for me. I I think, you know what? I'm I'm always wondering how they could, if they were insisting on it being aliens versus a bat versus a battleship. I was thinking of what? How could they have done this that may have made it for me? One of the ideas was instead of going through all these backflips to get to a World War II battleship facing down the aliens, they just set it in World War II. Yes, they could have done that as well, but then you couldn't have Rihanna in there. That's true. But um, considering how little she does in the film, would we be missing her? I mean, from a story point, no. But I mean, I'm sure part of the reason why this guy made was, oh, we got Rihanna attached to this. It was her first. It was their first uh, acting role. And they got, it's like, look, and we got Brooklyn Decker. We got two people that men generally find attractive yeah i i don't know i think i think the world war ii thing has kind of been done to death though for a lot of people so i can kind of not world war not world war ii versus aliens uh, yeah i still it's i don't know maybe it, maybe it would have been more expensive to set it in world war ii i don't know then you gotta do period costuming and mm. all that stuff I'm not sure. It's just this 
And it was like, even when this was coming out and they were showing the trailers in front of everything, I was just like, this is definitely not for me. I had no interest in seeing this movie in the theaters when it was being... Um, of course, nowadays I have no interest in seeing most films in the theaters. Yeah, I know. I caught this on cable because I think, I mean, it was, you know, it was a, it was a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon and just mm-hmm. watching cable with my roommate and this came on. I'm like, eh, we'll give it 20 minutes. And we sat down and watched it. And I'm like, yeah, we had a, good, had a good time watching that. That was fun. And it's one of those things that, like, if it, you know, turns up, like, I'll sit down okay. and if it's if it's near the last, like, 35, 40 minutes of the movie, I'll, I'm definitely sitting down and watching it. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I, I, I respect your right. I just... <sighs> I, I, I felt like a chore watching this to me. I, I get it. There's, there's movies that people recommend to me, and I'll try to watch them and be like, eh, yeah, I watched it. Didn't enjoy it. I always like to point to a quote from the late... I, I would call him great, but a lot of people were kind of controversial about him. Roger Ebert. Okay. said... No great movie is too short. Yeah, and no bad movie is too. It's, uh... it's, sorry, yeah, I, I got yeah, it. Yeah. It's no no good movie is too long, and no bad movie is too short. Yeah. And I think that this, I, I'm wondering if they had cut it down. See, uh, this is an action-oriented film, right? Yep. This is. You know, bang, bang, beat them up stuff. What if they had cut it down to 90 minutes? And I'd agree with you there. They definitely could have been some trimming to make it a little leaner. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I think also the biggest problem was uh, having this idea in the first place having Hasbro say, let's make a movie out of Battleship in the first place. Um, granted, the only other board game-based movie I can think of is Clue, but Clue has Clue's a mythology great. to it. Yeah. It has a backstory to it that you can build on. Yeah, Clue, Clue is a fantastic movie. And it's funny, because you look at how, yeah, oh, you know how, how you make Clue a fantastic film? basically find the funniest people on earth at that time and have them work together yeah you know that that they're that the last like 10 minutes where they're running from room to room yeah is one of the greatest bits of physical comedy i've ever seen but um and the thing was i'm thinking i'm like okay hasbro they're Hasbro, they, they came out with Transformers first, and they had G.I. Joe, and they had Gem. Um, there were other properties they, especially since, you know, Hasbro is one of those, is the Disney of toys. Yeah. Give me that. It's ours now. Um, there were lots of stuff that they could have based, which had backstories. Uh, for example, since they they ate up Kenner, they have the they had the rights in 2012 to Mask. 
That's and I grew up watching Mask and loving Mask. That's, I mean, that's pretty niche. You know, that's I'm something saying, that. Yeah, but there are some people who would have said Transformers are pretty niche too. Um, yeah, but what I mean, that it's... I think would have been really cool, but they would never, they'd never be able to do it as a PG thirteen film because it's so, because it was so gross. Uh, Inhumanoids. Inhumanoids would be. I mean, trust me. Like, if if you could get somebody, give somebody a hundred and thirty million dollars to make an Inhumanoids movie, I'd be there opening day. Um, but call yeah. up, yeah, call up Screaming Mad George and ask him to do the special effects. Yeah, that um, would be. That would yeah, be awesome. I mean, Inhumanoids is also is very niche. I mean, that that series only lasted one season. One season, along with Visionaries, but you remember it. I do because I was of the age when I was, that's, you know, <laughs> when all that stuff came out, I was like four or five, six years old, so. Well, I was, I was, I was older than you, of course, but I still remember, I'm able to bring up Inhumanoids, that's because I'm the one that brought it up, but yes, I remember that you had Visionaries on at nine o'clock and Inhumanoids on at 9.30 on a Sunday. That year, they were they were both being shown. Yeah. So I I would remember them vividly, but I would say the one that I remember most clearly is in humanoids. But my point being, there are other things. Maybe they should not have tried to make something out of a form a relatively formless strategy game. Yeah. That but was I mean, created during World War One. But again, I mean, I think trans- there's a very good reason why there's never been a Monopoly game. Although I know that there have been at least two attempts to develop one. Yeah, and I have a feeling like you could make something work with that too. I mean, how entertaining it would be, I don't know. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: like the Transformers worked, and it hit. Okay. Right. And I'm sure they did have everybody going through their IPs going, what can we do next? What can we do next? It's like, okay, why don't we try Battleship, which is uh, basically an empty framework for us to hang anything we want on instead of trying to cram cartoon backstory into that if we get it wrong, then the kids who grew up loving this are going to be shitting all over us on the internet before the movie even gets made. Like, I can see them taking the path of least resistance with the open-ended thing to to adapt you know so i am looking right now at a list of hasbro of games owned by hasbro and i'm looking through it and i'm coming i'm going to come up with some other okay uh, okay this might be too niche because i remember it but I, maybe other people might not but beyblade beyblades would certainly get in a big chunk of the kids who are in their late 20s early 30s now for you sure Candyland uh, you can make a fantasy you can make a fantasy movie out of that imagine let's say Lord and Miller or um, you know I want to say Tim Burton but Tim Burton just needs to rest a while 
But yeah, no, exactly. Candy, you could make a kids, like a, a goofy kids movie. Um, Hasbro presently earn, owns Clue. Clue's already been done. I, I and I, at some point that'll that'll get a remake, and it, and it will be better than they already did. No, they won't. Um, let's see what else we got here. I wonder what the fuck Drax Night Out is. Drax Night Out was uh, is that a video game? Oh, a uh, Fireball Island. That's a movie I'd fucking That's see opening day. It's okay. I was having a discussion with my mother. You know, my mother and I both love Indiana Jones, but and she had asked me, "Do you want to go see Indi Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny?" I said, I, I, "I feel uncomfortable watching that because it's it's kind of like as I use the phrase elder abuse." Yeah, I, it's, it it it. It doesn't look good. I mean, I'm sure we're going to be covering that soon enough. And I'll, uh, we'll find I mean, out. We'll find. I'm in no. I'm in no great rush to. <laughs> to but watch but it. I was saying, it's like, why are they insist? Although, from what I can understand, that they're trying to do use Indiana Jones's name to do this. I'm like, why instead of doing Indiana Jones when in when the actor is 80 plus years old, why don't you create another indiana jones character because that's too hard well you know the the goddaughter helena something or other that it's in the dial of destiny they're hoping to spin her off into her own series uh absolutely fucking not she's part of the reason i have no desire to see the movie uh, every time her face is on screen i just want to punch the tv okay but fireball fireball island would be a good place to create a you know a hero in the mode of indiana jones absolutely and, and again anybody that like it, fireball fireball island is, is one of those board games where like if you played it as a kid you fucking remember it because it was so much fun it got so crazy mm -hmm. and i mean like trying to put together an original copy of that piecemeal like off of ebay or something it's yeah. like it's gonna cost you hundreds of dollars like that's how fondly people remember that no, board well, game. Sadly, there's already a movie named named this. Oh but no! Do you remember the game Dark Tower? Dark Tower. Which one was that one? It was a board game. It was a fantasy themed board game, and you played one of. I think it was up to six people could play. So you're one of six armies. Who were trying to take the Dark Tower, which was Don't. an electronic, which was an electronic thing in the bat in the middle. So when you got up to the gates of the Dark Tower, you Don't remember to, that one. You would you would press buttons on the Dark Tower thing, you know, thing, and it would tell you if you won or not. Oh Jesus! So totally random. Great. Um. Oh, I just looked it up. It look, looks interesting. I never played that one. I owned it. It looks like it it's up my alley. Ball. Nice. It was a ball. Um, let's see. What else? Um, Ants in the pants. Cooties. Don't break the ice. <laughs> see, I, okay. I, I would. I would actually 
go for a horror movie called Cooties? <laughs> I'm sure there is one. There isn't, but like based on the actual game, yeah, the actual game. Magic: The Gathering is a Hasbro. Um, is, is a Has because Hasbro brought bought Watsy, I yeah. believe. So, so they could do a Magic: The Gathering uh, film. Although I ah. think they would do that better if they did it as a animated as a series of animated films. I think the way you go with that is you actually make a movie about the high-stakes world of Magic the Gathering tournaments. Okay. There you go. Here's one I, that I actually think would be fun to watch. Mousetrap. Uh, well, they did that movie Mouse Hunt. Yes, they did. But so, I think the idea I mean... is if they emphasized the, the Rube Goldberg-esque devices and stuff, I, I would be okay with that if it was the mouse setting up stuff to stop the people from killing him. And, and here's another one, although it's not a film that I would go see, Mystery Date. Uh, well, I mean, fuck, we got Bobby coming out in a couple days. Yeah, well, we already did Ouija. <laughs> uh, now I'm in the R's. Risk. Well, I don't know if Risk would work. As risk a, is just a pick any war movie ever. Yeah. It's risk. <laughs> yeah. Once again, we have the same problem that I would have with that I had with Battleship. I know. I know how they can do Risk. It's humans versus aliens. <laughs> and here's one that I know they have tried to do. They, once again, this is another film that I know has been in pre-production before. Stratego. Uh, it's a good game. I guess you could hang some sort of narrative on it with all the character classes that are in there. Yeah. But, I mean, isn't that just course, basically Game of Thrones? Yeah, I know somebody who would love for them to make Trump the game into a movie. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah. That's, well, it was basically... It was basically Monopoly. I used to play it. Yeah. But it's better because I'm a... My name is on it. It's going to be huge. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. So, uh... We've come up with several that I think would have made better films than Battleship. Um... I, I, I think... Yeah, I mean, there's really there's there's not much to say about this movie because it's totally a mid movie, and, and even I can recognize that as much as I enjoy it when it comes on, yeah. and I and I can get involved in the in the ridiculousness of it. It it's it's not reinventing the wheel. It's not it's it's on this it's on this list of stinkers for a oh. reason because people just weren't interested in it. Here's even one I I think could here's a, a Hasbro line that I think could be conceivably a movie. It wouldn't be a good one, but it would be conceivably a movie. Cops. Um I would I would I would watch that. I I liked those toys. Those were fun. Oh they have the Fortnite as a movie. 
I, I don't know how you spin that into a movie unless you do it like the most dangerous game and it starts off with people just waking up in a plane and getting dropped. Oh, wait, they did that with Predators about 11, 12 I years like ago. I like Predators. I like it a lot, too. Quite a bit. So, oh, yeah, yeah, here's something. James Bond Jr. Oh, my that Lord. Hey, the fact that that even exists is amazing. Well, it, it, believe it or not, they were James Bond Jr. books in the 60s. Were there? Yes, there were. There's a reason they've never been reprinted. I can imagine um, why. But the whole point of, of James Bond Jr. was they created this TV show, this kids' TV show, to keep the license in play while Eon was in a battle with MGM. Oh, yes. Fair enough. I mean, I watched the cartoon. It wasn't great, but, you know, right. something to watch. And we already talked about Mask. Um, My Little Pony. Well, they've actually that's, made that's, based that's, on My Little Pony. Yeah, well, that, well, that's doing real well on TV, so I don't think they need uh, to... But that never stopped them from making a movie. That's true. I, I'm sure we'll get a My Little, a live action My Little Pony at some point. Here's one we'll never see: Sergeant Savage and his Screaming Eagles. Uh, probably not. Wasn't that one of the British lines? No, originally? Sergeant Savage was their attempt to refresh the G.I. Joe line. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of, I, I, I'm pretty much a classic. Uh, I'm a yeah. Marvel, Marvel Sunbow for the cartoon mm. and the, the Marvel comics. That's, here's that's here's a one that, once again, I know has been in development at one point or another. Stretch Armstrong. Uh, no, there's no need for that. I don't. I mean, that's pretty open-ended too. You could probably make any story you wanted, but do you make it as a comedy? Do you make it as a serious action movie? I don't know. Uh. Well, I have no idea if anyone would remember. Do you re do you remember the Weebles? Oh hell yeah! They wobble, but they don't fall they down. Fall down. Okay, good. Okay, so I'm not the only person. All right, but in, enough enough about talking about toys. This is a movie. This is a show about movies that did not make money, and this movie did not make money, so there was no sequel. Even though there is a um, mid-credit sequence of some Scottish school kids coming across one of the peg things in the middle of a cow field and the, the peg thing opens and uh, it is implied that, that a um, Scott Whelan hedgehog open, you know, comes out. Oh, okay. So uh, they were, they were planning on it. So uh, it seems like a one and done to me, but yeah, well, that's the thing is they, 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 they are looking and that's a big problem you and I've talked about in the past, is that they're, the studio's eyes are on franchise. I, and, and, I, and I get it from, you know, wanting to make money. And, but logistically, I mean, 
if the studio is putting up, here, here you go, his $250 million, go film three movies so we can yeah. tease them. That's one thing. It's another thing when <laughs> you've barely got the the film in the can, and it's like, all right, let's tease something that may not happen. I forgot that, considering that I've been making a joke about the aliens being Scott Whelan hedgehogs, that there's a Stone Temple pilot song in this movie. Oh, yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> so it ended up grossing 65.4 million in the United States and Canada and 237.6 million in other territories for a worldwide gross of 303 million against the um, budget. The estimation was that Universal and Hasbro lost 191 million dollars. Yeah, that's not great. That is not great. Um, so, Peter Berg goes on to just decide, you know what? I'm just going to do military films. Which is fine. Which is which is fine. It's like he wants to do them, and I get. I have a feeling that he had a very sour uh, experience on this. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't read anything about it. He seems like he's smart enough to, you know, like I'm not gonna go pissing my cereal, you know, yeah, so I can keep working. But well, no, because I remember Peter Berg started out as an actor, yeah. and he graduated to being a, a director. Um, but yeah, he just like, uh, what, what do I want? What am I passionate about? Doing military films. Let's do military films now. Um, which is a pity because Peter Berg is capable of doing more. <laughs> yeah. You know, he is responsible for one of my favorite action movies of the last 23 years. Um, and he's also responsible for Friday Night Lights, which a lot of people love. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did do the movie, you know? Yeah. And they, and, and they, did, uh, and they did a TV show. I also, I'm willing to bet they weren't, he wasn't pleased with being nominated for Worst Director of the Golden Raspberry Awards, even though that doesn't really mean nothing. Um, eh, I mean, I, I, if it was me personally, I'd be like, hey, any, any notoriety is good notoriety. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it should be mentioned that, um, apparently the Asylum went, um... And did American Warships. Well, it's Asylum. What do you want? 2012 science fiction action film. So, uh, starring uh, Mario Van Peebles, Carl Weathers, and Joanna Watts. I'm so, kind of interested now. I might have to watch that. Uh, so, so, yes. So, you know... Your film at least has gained some attention when the asylum makes a mockbuster. Yes. So, um, okay. Well, obviously, we're going to have very differing scores for this film. Yep. Uh, I I am definitely now on. As we all know, it's been a while. So, as you know, the scale and it's pretty self-explanatory for not the losers' lounge is see it, don't see it, eh, and poo. And uh, I give it a middling, don't see it. 
I'll give it a, a, and again for me it's a see it because I, I mean because I just happen to stumble upon it and watch it but I'm I, for most people depending upon what your tolerance for overwrought uh, over CGI'd action of the last mm-hmm. 20 years is uh, it's a mess okay so with with my with my proviso that should you happen to catch the last 35 minutes on cable mm-hmm. plop yourself down for the 35 minutes and watch it mm-hmm. i will say by the way that universal did sue the asylum <laughs> um which I, i'm like you're not helping <laughs> you're not helping yeah um, it's like, um, when, it was this really, like, last year, there was this really terrible pop singer who, was, who did this kind of pseudo, uh, this film called Twinkle Twinkle Little Bitch, which was hmm. basically a ripoff of A, B, C, D, E, F, U, okay. which in itself was basically a ripoff of what Olivia Rodrigo was doing. So, um, and it was terrible. And reviewers start saying, hey, you know, this this is terrible. And these this young woman went around putting copyright strikes on all the YouTube videos that said, man, you know, this, this film, this um, song is terrible. And it's like, you're not helping. No. You're only making people interested in what these these people had to say. Yeah. You're only drawing more. Instead of just like, okay, it's a bad review. Mm -hmm. You're drawing attention to the fact that you got a bad review. So, um, anyway. uh, And next week, we've Next month, we finally hit land after three months at sea. <laughs> I don't know. That was just so weird that we had back-to-back-to-back films set on the sea. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to uh, take on the Disney, the recent Disney film, Strange World. Yeah. And we try to figure out why that failed and if it's good or bad and um what are they how can they find more fun chris tyler stuff ah i don't know i mean you think it would be easy then again there's only you know there's a couple of things that have come out in the last probably 10 15 years where i go oh somebody reached into my brain and made that for me so (laughs) no but but where can they find you oh where can they find me uh, well, I'm with uh, you on a lot of stuff yes. uh, through the ATW doing uh, fun and silly voices for all sorts of adapted material and original material yep. in audio format. And I also do the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror with Chris Honeywell and them Jack and Eddie boys, Luke and Jay Jack and Eddie, where and we talk about horror movies. What's the first um, movie you're going to be discussing uh, on the comeback episode? Uh, I don't, I don't recall. I'm terrible with logistics, so until okay. I get reminded the week before, I'll probably forget. I'm really bad I, I about do stuff know like that. that. Usually, 
the startling monster horror vault. I can never get it right. Don't worry about it. But um, that the vault does like mini series within the series. Yeah, I think we still have a. God, do we have one or two more horror rack hangers on? I think we oh. might. Okay. I can't remember. So, and as for me, um, you can um, on two true, the Two True Freaks Network. You can see me trying to rein in the power that is Chris Honeywell every month on the Honeywell Experiment. Sadly, there is no Zadoichi Summer. Well, there's always next summer. happened. But we have other things that are, are going to be fun and exciting. And when, next time we do a Barbarian movie, we are going to have you back on. Fantastic. You and your giant bird. <laughs> so, um, also, you can hear me uh, every other week on Dread Media with Des Reddick. Um... We recently did an episode about the G.I. Joe movies. Nice. Um, and where I say how much I really, really enjoyed Rise of Cobra and how much I hated Snake Eyes. Um, and um, in addition to ATW, which will be coming back with the next leg of Strangers in Paradise any week now. Um, you can go to substack.com slash paragons to learn about a new comic book written by myself and Perry Constantine, which is being pitched as what if the Justice League fought Cthulhu? Bum, bum, bum. So, um... And we're doing a series of um, we're doing a series of radio dramas tied in with that. Excellent. Yeah, we, we, we recorded the first one. We recorded Adam Man. Um, but so so yes. So join us for some more cartoon goodness or badness or <laughs> next well, month because it might be bad. I don't know. I'm going in this totally. All I know is that uh, Republican Nimnoms didn't like it. Well, because, I don't... Oh, it actually acknowledges there are gay people in the world. Well, I don't think that alone is going to sink a flick, so... Yeah, yeah, no, well, but that was, in, in their mind, that was the only reason it failed. Well, I, I'll have to see it first. Yeah, fight me. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I guarantee you, we will never have Ben Shapiro on this show. <laughs> or Tuck Tucker Carlson's going to hell. That's all I have to say. Um, but until next time, folks, as always, if you have some memories of this film or the film we're about to talk about, or just want to say hi, you can send us an email at... Not the losers lounge at gmail.com. And until next time, this has been Chris Tyler. That's me. And I'm Tom DJ. And don't sink our battleship. <laughs>
visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Hello, let's hear some numbers. I got a nice diagonal going here. B3. You sunk my battleship. (laughs) G52. You sunk my battleship. (laughs) Oh, I got a bingo. What do I win? A banana. A whole one.